At the end of the last chapter, Sam confronted Lily while she was spending time with the jars. And Lily was so annoyed at everything that had gone on that she shattered all the jars. Chapter 37. Back in fifth grade, during our astronomy unit, we learned about stars and galaxies and black holes. But my favorite thing was the supernova, a star exploding, bigger than we could ever imagine, an infinite powerful force like the sun swallowing itself whole. Here now I create my own. Shattering against the wall, the blue jar becomes a supernova. I can't contain myself. All that fear, all that anger, all that lost hope. Someone grabs my arm, and I look up to see Mom. Her eyes are scared, but then she wraps me up, holds me to her, and keeps me from falling to pieces. Sam presses herself against the wall, face pale. I wonder what she sees looking at me. Not a QAG anymore, but what? A wild girl? Maybe. Half tiger. The thunder and lightning are gone and only the rain is left. I gasped for air. I wanted to help. I wanted to believe. Mom squeezes me tight and I try to shove her away. She holds me tighter and I push harder and then I stop pushing. I let her hold me. It's okay, she says. Footsteps thud up the stairs and Halmoni appears in the doorway. She looks pale as withered as dry mugwort, and she shakes, unsteady on her feet. Girls, she breathes, and she collapses. Chapter 38. Sam, Mom barks. Phone. Sam fumbles in her pocket, hands shaking as she passes the phone to Mom. Then she kneels beside Halmoni. I stand, staring at the Halmoni heap, watching Sam check her pulse. It's hard to breathe. I know now the moment when everything really falls apart. It's not during the big explosion. It's in the quiet right after. And the feeling is not a shattering, not quite. It's more of a crumbling, like I'm still trying to hold my heart together, but the tighter I squeeze, the faster it breaks apart. Crumble, crumble, until there's nothing but tiny pieces, scraps of feeling that I can't put back together. I cross my arms around myself as Mom calls 911. She recites Hamuni's address and says, Yes, 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 please, please. Her voice is breathless, and as soon as she hangs up, she drops to the floor, tossing the phone to the side and throwing her arms over Halmoni, murmuring something I can't hear. I inch closer, trying to catch her words, but I am afraid to get too close. Sam looks up at me, and Mom's words blur together. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is my fault. I shouldn't have stressed Halmoni out. Halmoni's allowed to have moments of weakness, of wanting to give up, but I should have been strong. When the paramedics arrive, they sweep Halmoni onto a stretcher and out of the attic, out of the house, down the forever steps. Sam and I follow Mom into the living room, but she stops us. 
Wait here, she says to Sam. Watch your sister. Then she runs outside after Halmoni, and they are gone, carried away by flashing lights and sirens. Sam and I are left with silence. We stand with our arms wrapped around ourselves, staring out the window at the empty street. Our family is broken, Sam says. I broke it. I do not say. Is she going to be okay, I ask instead. The rain beats against the windows. When Sam finally does speak, there's a hint of tears in her eyes, shining like stars. What if this is my fault? What do you mean? She's not the one who broke the jars. I said I hoped she would die soon. I didn't knock on wood. Her chest shudders. But I didn't mean it. I tried to undo it. I've been scattering rice at night because Halmoni said it could protect us. But it didn't work. My heart squeezes. The rice in Sam's backpack spilled on the floor. It makes sense now. That's where she was going at night. Sam still believed, even when she tried not to. I didn't realize she was hoping to. It wasn't you, I whisper. It wasn't your fault. She rubs her hands over her face. We should go, right? Follow them to the hospital. But following them seems like admitting this is the end. Mom told us to stay here, I say. Sam ignores me. I'll call Jensen. She'll drive us. Jensen? I ask, completely confused. Jensen's nice, Jensen's nice and all, but she barely knows us, and it's the middle of the night. Sam calls, but she gets voicemail and hangs up. She's probably still driving. She never checks her phone when she drives. Why would Jensen be driving? She's probably sleeping. She was helping me scatter the rice, Sam says. She's been helping me. Oh, all this was happening and I had no idea. Sam stares out the window at the rain. Lily, I think I have to drive us. You don't have to if you're scared, I say. But if you're ready, yeah, I think we should go to her. I know Sam's as scared as I am, but I know she'll be brave anyway because she's my sister. Sam swallows. Are you ready? I nod. Sam grabs Mum's car keys from the kitchen counter. I throw the front door open and the storm welcomes us with a howl. Then we run down the stairs, down and down together. <laughs>